from the high desert in Far East West Texas, this is the world's fastest growing sports media podcast with that sports TV ratings. Hi, I'm Robert Seidman and a, a little bit longer intro than usual here. I thought it would be fun to finally get around to talking to uh, Jimmy Trena. And I thought it would be even more fun if we could do the whole podcast, that is, uh, both sides of the call via AirPods. So about three hours before the call, I started trying to figure out how to make my AirPods work with my call recording setup. And uh, after failing for about an hour and a half, I spent the next hour or so trying to get things back working the way they were before. And uh, it looks like I didn't quite make it work because uh, Jimmy's side of the audio on AirPods, uh, the, the quality was fine. Uh, somehow my quality on the mic was garbled in several places, and as a result, I had to actually record uh, a few times uh, my side of the call, and I apologize for that. I left you know, some, some of the digital garbling on my side of the call I left in, uh, but uh, where I took it out, you should just assume it was really, really screechingly awful, and uh, I apologize for that, and I'm, I'm sorry to Jimmy, but again, Jimmy's side of the call is, uh, is very good. Uh, and so here's, here's the podcast. Uh, welcome. I'm Robert Seidman and joining me today is Jimmy Trena. He's at Jimmy Trena on Twitter and he's been back at Sports Illustrated for, for a few months, uh, doing among other things, the Monday through Friday train of thoughts and the, uh, recently launched weekly off the board podcast. Jimmy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. It's good to finally speak to you. Uh, one of the things I love about Twitter is uh, if there's something that's really, really gets under my skin, I can almost always find someone uh, who it bothers even more than it bothers me. And uh, for me, one of those things was the uh, the premise that uh, NFL ratings were falling due to the boycott over Colin Kaepernick, uh, even though the data pretty clearly showed that uh, as many people were watching football as ever, they were uh, just watching a little bit less of it. Uh, but I, I think that annoyed you even more than it annoyed me. Yeah, that, that pesky data, I mean, you know, God forbid you let that get in the way of a good story. But um, what what irritates me about it is, I, I guess, I've, I've always, my whole life, I, I really don't have patience for lack of common sense. It's not about whether someone's intelligent or not. It's just about common sense. So common sense, if there are factual, if there's factual evidence out there that the NFL ratings were down 14% prior to November's election, and then they rebounded post-election and then were only down 1%, it's pretty obvious then why the NFL rating was down. And I, But people want to, you know, there's a big battle about who's the most patriotic person in the world. So the more <laughs> outraged you are about Colin Kaepernick kneeing during the national anthem, that means you're more patriotic. So then it becomes... It, to me, everyone who's angry about Colin Kaepernick, it's about them, not Colin Kaepernick, because they want to show how patriotic they are. Because it's very important to be patriotic right now. Yeah. So I think I think I know uh, what what your take is on this already. But uh, but where do you see ratings for the NFL going this coming season versus last year, not not uh, 2015? You know, I, listen. You know this better than anyone. I think rating. You always have to expect ratings for anything in this day and age to go down because of cord cutting. And there are just more places to get the product that's out there. I think the NFL, it's a, you know, it's a little bit different than the other sports in that Sunday ticket is exclusive to direct TV. So you have to, you know, I mean, 
I work in New York City. I'm fortunate enough to live in Long Island. So I, I've had the Sunday ticket since the day it came out. Right. Um, but I, you know, all my coworkers who are diehard sports fans, who work at Sports Illustrated, they can't get the Sunday ticket in the city. So <laughs> the NFL, I think, is a little more protected than the other sports. Uh, but there's cord cutting every day in massive quantities. And on top of that with the NFL, what's interesting is so many people are red zone people, and you can get the red zone anywhere. I think the red zone has really taken a, a big chunk of the ratings away, and then you combine that with the cord cutting. I, I, so to me, it's always hard to say something's going to go up in the ratings but just because of the, the world we live in. Yeah, I was I was team, and you know, Oran Deitch. Uh, mo- most people, I think, are, are are talking that 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 ratings will be up for the NFL versus last year. Uh, but last week, uh, uh, Ryan Glassbeagle at the Big Lead made an interesting comment, which is which was he wondered if uh, if the presidential stuff was really what uh, what uh, what kept the ratings down last year is uh, you know some of the lines of is is Trump actually so Trumpy that he he's still going to be a problem for the NFL even this season? Oh, I, I absolutely think that's true. I mean, obviously, you'd expect a little bit of a bump back given there's no election. I mean, because that but. I would I would argue that the insanity of the country has been way higher post-election than pre-election. So, you know, if there is if there's some crazy news breaking news story on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I I do think that's going to hurt the ratings. And I, you know, getting to tie it back to the Kaepernick point too. Just look at the ratings, and I know you know them. Look at the ratings for CNN, MSNBC, Fox yeah. over the past eight to eighteen months. I don't know how anyone could say the NFL. Every network hasn't has been affected by that. Yeah. So there's a lot going against the NFL in terms of increasing ratings, and you know it's the perfect storm right now with with politics being what it is, cord cutting being what it is. You know the game is is, is violent. The injuries I think are turning a lot of people off. And I do think you have the Patriots, you have Tom Brady. I, I do think there's a, a little bit of a lack of star power in the league right now, too. A lack of intriguing storylines. You have bad teams in the good market. You know, the Jets are in New York, terrible team, terrible market, big market, terrible team. Bears, big market, terrible team. The two, you know, they, the NFL forced all these teams in, in L.A. The Rams and Chargers are not, you know, big-time teams. People in L.A. don't care about football no matter what the NFL thinks. I think there's also a little bit of what's going on on the field as well, is a little bit of a problem. Yeah, so I I, I, uh, I know you uh, like to play around with wagering. Uh, yeah. What's your wager on uh, whether, uh, you know, first week of the season, uh, Kaepernick is is uh, on a roster, and uh, how much are would, you willing to wager on your wager? I would be willing to bet a lot of money that he's not on a roster. I just think NFL owners are – a very conservative group uh, in general. Uh, the things I've heard from the Giants owners, from the Ravens owner, uh, are so ridiculous. Uh, yeah. I mean, Steve Biscotti of the Ravens, uh, I, I, you know, if you believe in the ESPN report, which I do, because it came from a legitimate reporter, uh, you know, the coach wanted Kaepernick, the GM wanted Kaepernick, the owner said no. And this is an owner who has praised Ray Rice endlessly. Then you have the Giants owner saying, uh, you know, he was going to survey fans, see how they feel about Colin Kaepernick being on the team. This is a team that suspended yeah. Josh Brown one game. Yeah. 
So that does not give me high hopes for Colin Kaepernick. And, uh, you know, I don't think Kaepernick, this is where I'm torn. You know, in this day and age of Twitter, you have to have a yes or no opinion. You can't, God forbid, you're on the fence and say, you know, I don't know how I feel about something. I am a little bit torn on Kaepernick in this regard. I do think if he talks, he's going to get eviscerated no matter what he says, because that's what people want to do right now. But I also think, you know, it's hurting him a little bit in that he had to come out and said, you know, I'd be happy as a backup. I'm not looking to make $10 million a year. I just want right. to sit in with a team. I don't know. I think he, he would get burned no matter what he did there. But we do not know if he's willing to be a backup, if he's willing to take uh, a small salary to fit in with the cap. Um, so that's a little bit of a wild card in this. But I would be shocked if he yeah, – the season starts in, in two and a half weeks. Well, let's see. Today starts in, I believe, three weeks. Three weeks uh, from, uh, from, from uh, tomorrow. Thursday. Yeah. So, you know, I'd be shocked, shocked if he's on a roster on opening day. Okay, so you've uh, you've been uh, you've been back at Sports Illustrated for a few months now, and uh, uh, I, you know I, I know you've talked a little bit about your uh, your time at Fox. Uh, I listened to your to your podcast about uh, about how all that stuff went down and and, and your reaction to that. And it was uh, uh, I think that was 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 that with Dyke? No, that was your first your debut podcast or your second podcast where you talked about that. I did. Um, it, that was my second podcast. The debut podcast did have Dyke on it, uh, where we did some sports media stuff. Richard was very nice enough while I was not working after I was laid off from Fox and before I got back to Sports Illustrated. Richard was nice enough to have me on his podcast a few times. So I wanted to um, sort of show my appreciation. So I had him on my first one. And then my second one, I talked about – one of the things I mentioned, I don't know where you're going with the question, but I'll just I'll throw this out there. One of the things I mentioned on my podcast was um, the day ESPN had all their layoffs, I was sort of taken aback uh, by how many people immediately got laid off and went on Twitter to say they got laid off. I really sort of kept it quiet, didn't really talk about it too much. And, you know, now that I'm back at Sports Illustrated, which is which is really home for me, it felt almost cathartic to sort of give the lowdown on what had happened. So uh, here I had asked Jimmy uh, about what he thought about what was going on over at FS1. And uh, unfortunately, this was one of those areas where my question was completely garbled. So uh, here's Jimmy's response. It's interesting because I, I do think – I think I know this being in the business. I think you know this as someone who covers the business. And I'm not sure if fans know this. They're very – FS1 is very different than Fox Sports. And FS1 and Fox Sports are different than FoxSports.com. So, you know, I do think there's this perception out there that Fox, quote-unquote, is a disaster right now. I think Big Fox is fine. They have the NFL. They have some golf stuff. MLB. Big Fox is yeah. fine. I think MLB. FS1 – I just right now, I think, there's a, you know, I think their on-air product is pathetic. And I'm not sure what the leadership is right now with Jamie Harwood's getting the boot. We know Eric Shanks has taken over, but Eric Shanks is also handling Big Fox and has a you know, ton of responsibilities there. So I think FS1 is just going to be sort of a mystery until I would have to assume at some point Shanks is going to hire someone and put that person in charge of FS1. Uh, maybe he waits until uh, – there's a possibility he waits until the end of 2018 when those big contracts for 
I guess Whitlock and Coward run out on Bayless and maybe he lets them all go. And so the new comes in. I, I don't know how anyone could predict the future of FS1 because I don't know what Eric Shanks is. I, I can't imagine Eric Shanks likes what's going on there, but um, you know what I know? They like to crow about they've taken the ESPN audience away from first take or sports center or whatever it is on ESPN do. But you know, that's all, that's all spin for spin. I, I, I don't think anyone at FS1 could possibly think that, you know, their network has become appointment viewing for sports fans. Okay, so here I had asked uh, Jimmy about what he thought about uh, all of the, uh, you know, the small shows like Undisputed and, and uh, you know, Nick Wright's new sh- Nick Wright and Chris Carter's new show, uh, how much attention those shows get. It got garbled, so here's Jimmy's response. Um, it's a great, it's, it's funny, uh, you know, for many years, especially my first go around at SI, I just I didn't pay attention to those shows. I'll be I, I and I I'll be honest with you, I didn't even know who Colin Coward was until Twitter came along, and I would see tweets about him. Right. And I think that Twitter is very good for those shows. Um, people on Twitter. I mean, I'm guilty of this too. I may not do it with those shows, but. People on Twitter like to complain. They like to point out absurdities. They like to point out hypocrisy. And what better to do that than picking on those shows? Yeah. So it's such a – I struggle with this because it's like you know those shows are doing things and saying things they don't mean strictly to get the attention, and then we give them the attention, and it's a vicious circle. Um, those shows I don't think would exist without Twitter, I'll be, I'll be honest with you, because that's a – you know, they get negative attention, but they're getting some attention. They they certainly don't get positive attention. That's just true. Okay, so here I had uh, asked Jimmy to speak more about uh, his experiences uh, getting laid off at FS1. And unfortunately, again, my my question was completely garbled, uh, but I really appreciated uh, Jimmy's candidness. And uh, here's his response. Um. If it, hit, if it happened again, I, I don't know. I, I probably would not stay in this business. Um, it's it, it's kind of strange because I think I, I think everyone's situation is unique. I, you know, I had left something really good at SI to go to Fox. So part of getting laid off from there was a lot of um, you know beating myself up for making a mistake. Right. Uh, but it's also we're just in a, such a such a crazy time for this business. We don't know where it's going. We don't know where it's headed. There's so much sports media out there. Uh, social media has, I think, taken a big chunk away from big websites like SI and ESPN. And um, so it has to. It would if I stayed in the if it happened again, God forbid, and I stayed in the business, I, it would have to be a really unique situation. I think. Yeah. I'm, Don't ask me what I would do if I left the business because I have no idea. But um, I, I don't know. Maybe I would go. Maybe if it did happen, maybe I would focus on something a little more narrow. Maybe you know, go work, try to get a job at you know maybe MLB.com or NFL.com or, or something like that. Because the leagues will always be around. Uh, here I'd commented that it seemed like uh, Jimmy's whole deal with both uh, the Sports Illustrated work and his Twitter feed was just to have a lot of fun with sports. And uh, it seemed to me that his enthusiasm for it really was uh, was shining through. So I'd commented that uh, that whatever the uh, the healing process 
was in recovering from the uh, the events at FS1. Uh, that you know that whatever it was, it uh, it allowed him to get back uh, to being uh, an enthusiastic fan of sports. Well, I appreciate that, and I, and, I, and a big part of it was getting back to SI. I I always felt like this was home. Um, you know, I was he, I was at SI originally for 13 years before I left, and, and that's a long time. Um, I mean, my first job at SI. I mean, this is how old I am, and and how far I go back. My first job at Sports Illustrated was literally typing magazine stories into the database of the website so they can be in the SI vault. Wow. And um, as sort of the internet and the web progressed, I sort of, you know, then became uh, an editor and I would, you know, write a little bit here and there. I would sort of a liaison for Dr. Z, a phenomenal football writer for, for SI.com way back when. And um, and then I just saw the perfect storm that was coming with what people, you know, you mentioned the fun stuff. And I just saw, you know, SI is very, um, you know, they've been around forever. They're journalistically sound. They, they do long form, I think, better than anyone. They tell stories better than anyone. But there's also a fun side of sports, and that's what I tried to, sort of bring to SI back when I had created Hot Clicks back in the day. And um, I'm very, very fortunate because in both the first time I was at SI and now this time, they really do let me, like you said, I, I sort of cover what I want and the fun stuff. And they really let me do my thing. And in this business, that's a huge, huge thing. So I'm, I'm always appreciative to SI. But I always felt when I, when I did get laid off from Fox, the only place I wanted to work was SI because I just feel like SI is the best fit for me and I'm the best fit for SI. So I'm very fortunate, very fortunate it worked out a second time. Yeah. And I, I you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very happy that, uh, that it's worked out for you as well. So I want to, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, about gambling. Uh, I, I, yeah. uh, I talk about gambling, but, but in reality, uh, due to some, uh, very, very stupid, uh, trades in the stock market going back uh, 10, 10 years or more. I've, I've kind of sworn off any forms of, uh, forms of gambling, but, but you have a lot of fun. Yeah, smart man. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, if, if I, if I told you the details of the, the thing that got me to swear, swear it off, you, you wouldn't think I, I was that smart, but, um, uh, you know, I, 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 I like, I like the gambling stuff anyway. I mean, so you you had uh, I forget his name. You'll remind me. You had someone, uh, who, uh, yeah, and he was he was outstanding. Yeah. I, if I have any interest in wagering at all? I, I recommend uh, uh, listening to that podcast. Uh, but but um, I I was just curious, like for you personally, um, you know what is what is your gambling setup like in in an during NFL season, are you more focused on fantasy? Or are you more focused on any sort of uh, you know, weekly picks or parlays? What's what's the fun of it for you? Funny you should ask that because this will be the first year since I think I was in basically like you know seventh grade where I am not doing fantasy football. That's interesting. Um, I I came to the conclusion because here's I think I'm just. Like, you know, you get old and you try to cut a lot of the BS out of your life. So fantasy football, I love the draft. The draft is one of the most fun days of the year. And then when the draft is over, I hate fantasy football. And I've realized that over the last couple of years. And you really have to stay – it's not as intense as fantasy baseball, but you still have, you have to stay on top of things. And, you know, people – I just – I'm not good at it. So I figured, let me get out of it. Plus, I do wager every Sunday. So, you know, if I'm betting – against uh, the Packers, let's say, and Aaron Rodgers is my fantasy quarterback, I'm sitting there rooting for, like, 
just the opposite things. And it, it got to the point where I didn't want to do that anymore. So this is the first year I'm not doing fantasy football. I never got into daily fantasy. Um, I know so many people who love it. I, one of my closest friends is addicted to it. I, I never got into it. I just, I like to bet the games. I like to, and I like to bet college football and I like to bet the NFL back in, you know, when I was younger in college, I guess college, I mean, I would bet MLB, NBA, NHL. I was crazy. But now I've gotten away. I just bet the NFL. I bet college football. It's sort of my recreation and I love it. And, um, you know, I do it more for fun than to even make money uh, at the end of the day. It, it just it adds a certain excitement to the games. And uh, I don't really have strategies and plans. I do bet some uh, teasers, which I know are a waste of money, but I like doing that. And um, it's just, you know, and I like to bet some, I'll, before the season, I'll bet some over-unders for wins for teams. Right. That keeps you into it all year long. And that's pretty much how it goes. Uh, so another case of garbling, but uh, here I'd asked uh, Jimmy uh, what he thinks uh, the impact of, uh, if it happens, of uh, legalized gambling will be. Um, you know, I was talking, it's funny, I, I, was, I was having a conversation with someone about the other day, and I know legalized gambling, everyone, you know, a lot of sports fans and, of course, gamblers want it to happen. I sort of feel like, you know, if I want to make it bad, I can make it bad. I'm not sure if legalized, legalizing it is going to change my habits at all, but... I know there are a lot of people that don't trust the online services, so I, I think there'll obviously be an increase um, if there is a way to do it that's legal and, and quote-unquote safer. It's probably not the right word. but um, So I do think it would increase – I think it will increase a lot. I think it will help the ratings. I mean, look at I think I think that was one of the other we didn't I didn't mention this back at the start of this uh, podcast when we talking about the ratings and Kaepernick and all that, but – the daily fantasy stuff had such a such a boom two years ago when the commercials were on every thirty seconds and and then that sort of went away and you know the ratings for the NFL again dipped a little bit. I don't know, I think I think maybe that that peak and but you saw with that it did bring more attention. Um, so I think the daily fantasy could actually be of a bigger help than even just the straight legalized gambling. Um, yeah, you know, change for the NFL. That's interesting. So, so from like from from your perspective, as uh, say maybe a uh, a general source that uh, you know some fans of sports would, uh, would would turn to for 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 gambling. Uh, do do you think you, you'll you'll see a pickup in, in in that sort of interest if it's legalized? Yeah, yeah, I do, I do. Because um, like I said, I I know a lot of people who want to make a wager, who like to make a wager, and they won't because they don't want to do it on some of these online sites. So I, I do think it'll definitely pick up. Sure. Uh, so it's a, it's a trustworthiness thing of uh, where they're placing the wager. Yeah. And, and it can be trustworthiness and convenience. Um, you know, sometimes even though we're in this age of, you know, iPhones, it, it is a pain in the neck to get on the phone, log on. You, you have to make everything bigger. You tap in a hundred things, logging in, um, you know, that, if there's a way to just be able to go somewhere and do it nice and neat, I think people would would appreciate that. Yeah, uh, I think uh, that 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 might get <laughs> me back in, even as a as a toe dabbler. <laughs> For for the for the coming year, sort of outside of the uh, you know, I know that the the Kaepernick and the NFL ratings has been a big story, but I, I'm wondering uh, what's what's the most interesting thing sort of covered 
you know, being focused on in the, in the sports media world right now that's not Kaepernick and NFL ratings, as far as you're concerned? Um, that's a good question. I think, well, I do think, if you're just talking the sports media world, I think the two FS1, ESPN, having these new morning shows coming up, uh, Mike Greenberg for ESPN and Nick Wright and Chris Carter for FS1, I'd be very curious to see if they get any traction. I think Greenberg, I think no matter what you feel about Mike Greenberg, I think you don't get a number because it's on ESPN. And I think people, I know there's the narrative that, you know, ESPN's dying, which is another ridiculous narrative. But I think people sort of underestimate how sports fans just out of habit, without thinking, impulse, they grab a remote and their hands automatically put in the numbers for ESPN. So I think Greenberg is going to get a lot of viewership just because people put on ESPN when they want to, just have the TV on even in the background. Yeah. So I think those two morning shows are interesting. I think, you know, what happens with Katie Nolan is interesting. And I think um, I, I'm very curious to see what FS1 does with their leadership, if Eric Shanks just continues to run it, if he hires someone, and if they're just going to keep throwing out awful debate for, you know, past when, when the time tracks are up. Yeah, th- those uh, those are all interesting topics that uh, that uh, I fear will be pounded into the ground. But uh, uh, yeah. per- per- particularly the uh, the FS so the uh, the the Carter Wright show that starts right after Labor Day. I don't think the, uh, the I don't think Greeny's show starts until January. Uh, so we get a January first, yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah so we get a, yeah. a little bit of a breather on that. Uh, so uh, transitioning. Uh, so you've had your uh, your AirPods for what two or three weeks now. <laughs> Uh, about three weeks. Yeah, I think maybe three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I tried, I tried, I, you know, I asked Jimmy if he would participate in this podcast, uh, where, where we could uh, do the whole thing where I'd have my AirPods on and he'd have his AirPods on. Unfortunately, I can't, uh, I couldn't figure out how to, how to make my recording setup work with that. Uh, but Jimmy is using the AirPods, which sound pretty good to me. And, uh, uh I have them on and I'm at, I'm at 60% battery. So we're uh, in good shape. You're in good shape. Uh, so, so can you talk about, I, I wrote about this, but can you talk about that briefly? Why you like the AirPods? No wire <laughs> is my favorite thing. Um, it's funny when I came back to sports illustrated in April, I were, you know, when, when I was at SI the first time I had an office so I can, so I could watch YouTube videos and listen to music all day long with no issue. We're in an open newsroom now and Everyone wears headphones. And after the first few days of working, I couldn't take the wire. With I would try to like sit back and lean back and watch something, and the wire was pulling the laptop. And so I went and got Beats by Dre, and I hated them. I didn't like the way they felt in my ear. I always loved the iPhone, Apple headphones with the wire, just because they always felt comfortable in my ear. I feel like there's nothing in my year when I wear them. This uh-huh. is how I feel about the AirPods. Okay, so here I I just went on and on about how much I love the damn AirPods, but uh, unfortunately it got garbled. Uh, but the, uh, the, the key points were if you are someone who uh, is comfortable with the, uh, the normal Apple AirPods, uh, in your ears, then then you should definitely definitely uh, think about uh, maybe maybe getting AirPods, especially if you listen uh, to a lot of uh, podcasts and audiobooks. 
Well, I, I'm on a, I'm on a, I'm on a Long Island Railroad train for about two hours a day, and then, like I said, I'm at the office, so I'm I'm with headphones all day long. So I hated the Beats by Dre's because they also, I mean, they they still had a wire. They just don't have the wire that like they go, you know, they, it's a wire that wraps around and yeah. So I said I'm gonna get the AirPods. I go to the Apple Store because a coworker of mine has the AirPods and he loved them and he was recommending them. So I'm like, okay, he likes them. Let me, I'm going to go to the app store. I'm going to get the AirPods. Go there and they're like, oh, you, this was in April. They go, you can't get them until July 30th. <laughs> I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. So then I had sort of given up on them. And then one of my close friends, his uh, wife got him the AirPods for Father's Day, I believe. And he's telling me he loves the AirPods. They're great, blah, blah, blah. Then I read your article. And I said, that's it. That was your article, put it over the edge. I'm like, I got my coworker loves them. One of my close friends loves them. I get this article now. I, I, I got to get them. So I go to the Apple store to put my name on the list. And they tell me October something. I'm like, all right, fine. <laughs> put my name on the list. A week later, I'm at the mall. It was like a Wednesday night at like 830. It was late. After work, I had to pick something up. I go to the Apple store. I'm like, do you have any AirPods? They go, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. So I picked them up right there and it took me about a day to get used to them. But again, I feel like there's nothing in my ear. There's, they fit perfectly. I've never once thought they were going to fall out. I am petrified of my own idiocy and losing them or leaving them yep. somewhere. But so far, so good. Uh, the way they connect to Apple stuff is, I mean, they connect it to my phone and my iPad. and I mean, I'm all... Apple and, and Mac stuff. The connecting is so easy. Yep. The only, I would say the only, I wish there was a way where you can sort of control the volume on the AirPods. I you still have to control the volume on the phone. Yeah, I think in, uh, in iOS 11, there are going to be additional options like for, for what uh, touching the side of the, of the of the AirPod does, and I, I think hopefully volume will will be one of those options uh, to to be able That's to do it. That's literally the only complaint. I wouldn't even call it a complaint. It's more like a constructive criticism. I think. I mean, for the first two weeks, people on the train probably thought I was I belonged in a mental institution because I kept my hand kept reaching for like the middle of my chest. Because I kept going to change the volume because that's where the microphone, that's where the yep. volume was on the wired one. And I would still go to grab it for about two weeks. Now I think I stopped doing that, Adam. So we're good to go now. But um, it's just to be able to just not have to worry about getting that wire tangled up and twisted. And, and you know, I'm on the train and I'm holding, you know, when you're, when you're a commuter and you're in the, you know, you're holding a water, you're holding a coffee, you have your bag and then the wire is getting, so I, I feel so, so free without the wire. Yeah, you know, I'm just in a big uh, audio on demand phase where I'm I'm just crushing through a lot of podcasts and, and audio books, and and uh, you know, I I don't really have much of a commute, but uh, uh, I I use it for audio so much that the uh, that the the hand the wire free aspects uh, they're they're just they're just very nice. So I, I guess uh, this podcast is brought to you by Apple, even though though no money changed hands. Uh, we we just we just like the products. Hey, uh, Jimmy, thanks very much for joining the world's fastest growing sports media podcast with Ed Sports TV Radio. Thank, thank you for having me, and thank you for putting me over the top to get the AirPods. It was that your article that, ah, that I, really I, made was a deciding factor. 
Well, I'm, I'm, I'm especially glad that it turns out that you like them then, because if you hadn't, that, that would yeah. have been uncomfortable for me. True. I wouldn't have been on today. No. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right. Thanks. Thanks, Jimmy. I appreciate Thanks. it. Thanks again to Jimmy Trainer for joining the podcast. And uh, again, I apologize uh, for the audio quality problems. And uh, how about that? Jimmy Trainer's law of TV ratings. Uh, that is, uh, generally speaking, ratings go down. And uh, especially in the current environment, uh, that is a very good law. And you better believe that, uh, that if uh, Jimmy's side of the call had been garbled instead of mine, we'd instead be talking about Seidman's Law of TV Ratings. And uh, thanks for listening. Next up, Rick Cordella, who heads up NBC Sports' digital business. Uh, you can listen to past podcasts with Fred Siegel of Freezing Cold Takes. Uh, Jay Adande on uh, leaving ESPN to focus on his role at the Medeal School. And uh, some sports media chat with uh, the big leads, Ryan Glassbeagle. And you can find all the past podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and on uh, sportstvratings.com. Alexa, play the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. I can't get the program Sports Illustrated Media with Richard Deitchy from TuneIn right now. Alexa, play the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. I can't get the program Sports Illustrated Media from TuneIn right now. Alexa, play the SI Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. I couldn't find I, media with Richard Byach.